Geek Out Loud is brought to you by Tops and the Top Star Wars Card Trader app. Available now on iTunes, App Store, and Google Play. That was that was alright. One take loss and strikes again? Maybe? Possibly? No? Okay. Tonight at church, someone hugged me and said, I have a fever. I said, yeah, I got a fever. I got a fever for Stranger Things, Chapter 7, the bathtub. That's what I got a fever for. So, here we go. Again, everyone, and welcome to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out on the internet in our continuing Stranger Things rewatch. And we are in this episode on Season 1, Chapter 7, The Bathtub. And really, these two parts, this 7 and 8, uh, you know, and I'm not saying this just because right now I feel not great and wish I was in bed. Um, I, I'm saying this because truly these two episodes together are so good. They almost act as a movie and we should have just done these two episodes as one episode, but you know what? I, that is, that is foresight that I did not bring to the table on this particular stuff. So, um, here we are. Um, we're at, uh, we're at chapter seven. Thanks everyone for joining us. And, um, and if I'm a little bit off my game, I apologize. I want to try to try to pick it up. I'm, I'm, I am powering through and I'm getting lost in the chat. Um, even though there's not a lot of people here, where is everybody? Where is everybody? Where is everyone? Everyone, everyone come, come watch stranger things with me. You come on, you come on stranger things with me. Hey everybody. Um so anyhow, um <laughs> in the chat, did he did he say someone hugged him? Yes, yeah, someone hugged me. There's a lady at church that she demands a hug every service, and so she hugged me and she said, You got a fever. And I'm like, That's right. I got a fever. I got a fever for more stranger things. Have I done that joke already? 
Amazon links, Entertainment Earth links, Think Geek links are all at geekoutonline.com. Patreon.com slash geekoutloud is where you can support all the shows directly, the entire Goaliverse. Our featured supporter is Steve Bennett. Steve, member of Team Steve. Um, he is he was the producer and financier of the Stranger Thing Expedition, which you can listen to that episode right now. It's episode 220 at Geek Out Loud, and we are, or is it 221? Oh, my lanta. I don't know. What a, 221 is a Stranger Things Expedition, so check it out if you haven't already. It is a extended episode, a jumbo episode, full of everything except jumbo wings and tenders. If you don't get that joke, it means you haven't listened to the Stranger Things Expedition yet, and I encourage you to do so. It has some of the best bits we've ever done on Geek Out Loud. Tell your friends about Geek Out Loud. Leave reviews, uh, positive reviews, over at iTunes for Geek Out Loud. Um, we need them. We, we still need to get, to get on up there. And um, uh, we've got ideas. I've got some ideas for things to do on the back end of uh, the Stranger Things situation. So, of course, we'll end up doing a season two reaction. Uh, uh, but then there's some other things that are just on my mind that I'd really like to run through. Thor Ragnarok is coming out next weekend. And so, look, we've got... Look, Geek Out Loud is going to be going strong through Christmas. So... Get ready and tell your friends about it. Go tell your friends and uh, and encourage people to be a part of the Goliverse family. We have a good time around here. Uh, let's let's stop talking about it and let's get right into it. Stranger Things, Chapter Seven, the bathtub. Uh, we are at zero on Netflix. We've zeroed out here on the episode. As you you know the drill by now. I'm going to count to three and say play. As I'm saying play, I'm hitting play, and I encourage you to hit play right along with me. Catch the cadence by two, and you should be fine when we hit play. All right, here we go. One, two, three, play. And uh, we're off to the races. Netflix. I always say that so you know what I'm seeing, so you know that we're at the right place together. Um, when last we left, our heroes, uh, Lucas had realized he put it all together. The bad men were coming. The, the kids were back at Mike's house having reconciled. Mike and Eleven, as well as Dustin, and uh, they had that great little moment by the quarry with the hug. Eleven had her heroic moment, and um, and now they're back at Mike's house, and, and Lucas is getting ready to rejoin, but everyone's in danger. Um, and uh, here comes Mike going to start um, working on his game. He is leaning in. What's funny is I doubt Eleven even knows what's happening there. And then, <laughs> and then Dustin pulling a C-3PO. Sir, I've isolated the negative power coupling, sir. Thank you very much. Oh, that was a great moment by Eleven. Go back. Don't stop it now because we're moving forward. But watch Eleven with the antenna from that walkie-talkie. She almost gets smacked in the face. And the way that she has to back up and then watch her eyes as she watches him raise that thing. Like it is a that was a great moment. Millie Bobby Brown is an incredible actress and deserves all the credit for how great a job she's doing. So the bad men are on their way, and here comes our ET moment of uh, the big chase scene taking place as as everyone's about to get on the bikes. Remember now, the boys know. The boys know what's going on. They don't. They haven't quite put the Hawkins electric thing together. Lucas has. And, um, 
<clears throat> and so, uh, Lucas has put it all together because he was there. And so now he, at least he knows Hawkins electric are bad people. And so now as we get to this moment in time, the boys know more than anybody else involved in this situation. Uh, Hopper knows Hawkins electric's bad. Uh, see, well, I guess everyone's kind of on the same page now, except for Jonathan and, um, and Nancy, they're still kind of in the dark about one or two things, but just about everybody is is keyed back in on exactly what's going on. So, and here comes a great chase scene, ladies and gentlemen, as everybody hops on. Run, guys, run! We haven't really ever we haven't talked about eleven socks that she wears throughout. These were. Um, I don't know if they still make socks like this. You know, maybe the knee-high socks. I, I'm sure they make knee-high socks. But, like, you have so many socks with, like, those little stripes around the top. You know, and, and depending on what shorts you were wearing. Oh, yeah. And you'd wear the shorts and pull those things all the way up. Um, you know, you, you'd try to match your outfit with your socks with that stripe across the top. I don't know if that's still a thing or not. But, um... I know it used to be. I guess maybe it is because they got it. They got eleven some socks. Here's what's really interesting: the, this road that they're on, this neighborhood that they're in, is nowhere near Mike's house. We're in a completely different neighborhood now, and um, and in fact, you'll see uh, they're about to hit a road momentarily where they meet back up with Lucas. Here you go. We were on this road, and uh, this is the second place we were on bicycles to take pictures, was on this particular road uh, where this intense moment takes place. And, um, and, that, and, and all this is all on the same road. The corner comes around to the road there. We took pictures of those houses and everything. Um, that particular situation isn't quite that way, as I recall. I don't remember there being a place for, those, for a van to turn out. The dish is there. It's painted black instead of white, but those houses look exactly like they do there. It is. Uh, we were there. We were on that road, and we got on bikes. Unfortunately, I didn't have to have mine surgically removed, as we've talked about. But I was. But I came close. I came close. Um, I guess maybe there is a road there. I don't know. They edited that really sneakily, like that. At the one point, that road looked a lot closer than what it actually is to where those houses are. So. I guess that's where my confusion comes in at. This is an interesting place to me, and we didn't really talk about it the other day uh, when Lucas and, and Michael and all had their fight. Um, but but this was, but when they were walking, it was kind of the first time we'd seen these boys hit this, what appears to be a junkyard of some sort. And, um, and, and this is automatically where they run to for safety. And, and, it makes me wonder, like this is, as a kid, you always have these different points on the map to go to. I would love to know what they call these different places. You know, they, you know, they called uh, Will Street the thing from The Hobbit, but I forget exactly what it was. Someone in the chat will have to remind me uh, exactly what, what it was. And um, Steve Bennett reminds me there is a road there. But I'm just saying the way it was edited, it looked closer. Um <clears throat> Um, tube socks or what those socks are called green and gold socks I had green and gold because um, 
because our, our elementary school colors were green and gold. Oglethorpe Elementary, ladies and gentlemen, in Athens, Georgia. Um, any alumni, let me know. I want to I, I hear this. Say it with me. The first time I watched this, it was the credit sequence that sold me on this show. Merkwood was the name of the road. It just hit me. I wasn't looking at the chat. I don't even know if the chat's put it up yet. Um, no, we're still talking tube socks. Oh, I got to scroll up. There it is. Merkwood. Steve Bennett got it. But, um, yeah, Merkwood was the name of the road. And, and so I wonder what they call that little junkyard place. Because we would have had a place for it. We would have called it like the graveyard or something like that because of all the dead cars. Um, <clears throat> wow, I forgot that they hadn't even made it back yet for Jonathan's situation where Jonathan got in the fight. Um, but here they are where that desk is in the reception area. You can actually look through those doors, of the building and see right into where that is. And so everything works just this way. This is, uh, it, it would appear based on what we could tell from outside of this building that they went ahead and used the interior of the building as a police department as well. So... <laughs> Look at all that stuff. I want to see you in my office. I love I, I love these moments in movies and such where everything gets connected. Now this is this is the first time mom's been down the basement in days. You know, she's like, what is this fort doing over here? What's this all about? Why is this here? What is there hair down here? Mike's had a girl down here? What is going on? Is it dog hair? Does he have a dog? Jiminy Christmas. Uh, Dad just doesn't want to be bothered, does he? Oh, he scares me. Listen, this woman is meant to be scary because when you see this woman, you I mean, she shot Benny in the head for crying out loud for knowing too much, and you're just worried about who's going to die now you know, coming into contact with her. Um, obviously, they're posing as the government. If they aren't the government, you know, they're posing as the government and starting to raid these people's homes. Nancy's at the freaking police office. What, you know, what do you do? What are you going to do? Mom and dad have been in the dark. And mom and dad will continue to be in the dark. That's what's really interesting is I don't know that they really get the full story. Maybe eventually they do from Joyce and all, but you know, at this point in time, they don't quite uh, quite have the full story. How about Dad just wanting to know what happened to Eleven's hair? It's like, what happened to her hair? If we had a girl sleeping in this house, we'd know about it. <laughs> no, we're pretty disconnected from actually what all our son does in the basement. Um, <clears throat> is she Russian was a question that was asked and if you didn't grow up during this time and I, and I guess it probably all started 
you know, really ramped up around the 60s and all. You know, the Cold War was fought for a long, long time. We were in the midst of the Cold War for a long, long time. And then, you know, you had the Cuban Missile Crisis, which was, I know, very intense for people in the 60s. But even through the 80s, you know, we, there was this, I don't want to say the threat of nuclear war was always there, but it was very much, we believe that the Russians were trying to get us in at, at every turn. Um, we were always on alert. You know, Russia was always the bad guy. And so the question of, of is she Russian is not that far-fetched. It is very much something straight out of the 80s that if you if there was trouble, you immediately went to the Russians. I remember even as a little kid when the Challenger exploded, you know, what a tragedy and what a tragic time. And, and I remember talking to my friends, and we were all convinced until, you know, the evidence showed otherwise, we were convinced that the Russians had sabotaged the space shuttle and blew it up as kids because, you know, they were out to stop us from any type of progress as a country, and that was, and, and that was the 80s. Um, so there was nothing there. Man, gosh, making plans. Making plans, putting out the rocks. This is you. This this rock is the house over here. This is our house. We've got to get from here to here. And you're drawing. I mean, that you know what you see that stuff in movies, but we really did that kind of stuff. I mean that I, that's that's real life. There's some things you see in TV shows and movies that you never do. Go outside for fresh air. Um, run upstairs deeper into the house that rather than run outside to get away from the house when, you know, a monster's chasing you. Um, there are just some things that are done in television and film that are not done in real life. But as a kid, getting down in the dirt and saying, all right, this rock represents our team. This rock is their team. we got to come around here and do this kind of stuff. You know, when you're setting up your war plans for playing war, totally happened all the time. Totally happened all the time. This gets intense now with me, the kids hanging out in the, or hiding out, I should say, in the bus. This is where, um, this is where things get a little intense because I was really, I mean, you know, they're, they're confined now and should they be captured? Should they be found? They're in, they're in some deep doo-doo, my friends. I love all the information finally getting given, even if it's even if it's this way, even if it's this bad, even with with Joyper. Remember, I didn't forget Joyper and Jancy, um, <laughs> Johncy. Oh, Johncy, Jonathan and Nancy, Johncy, Joyper and Johncy. Um, <clears throat> you know, now they are all on the same page. Joyce has been vindicated in everything that she's said and done. And um, and now this kid, this is great. I love I love the way they deal with this little bully kid. Men are humiliating my son. No, no, no. Okay, that's not true. There was some kind of fight, Chief. A psychotic child broke his arm. A little girl, Chief. A little one. That tone. Do you hear that tone? <laughs> Honestly, I'm just trying to say. I don't have time for girl. this. Will you please take a statement? Yes. So what did this girl look like? She had no hair, and she was bleeding from her nose, like a freak. What'd you just say? I said she's a freak. No, her hair. What'd you say about her hair? Her head shape. She doesn't even look like a girl. And... And what? Tell the man, Troy. 
she can do things. What kind of things? Like make you fly. Yep. Piss yourself. <laughs> yeah, you tell her, Troy. You tell him that you peed your pants, you little punk. Oh, you just need a good beating. You need someone to punch you right in the nose a few times. That's what you need. You need more. You see Steve? Old dumb Steve with the bad hair sitting there on the car? That's what Troy needs in his life is a good butt whooping. Man, I'm advocating for some kid to kick the crap out of Troy. Whether it's Eleven or anybody. Don't like Troy. Don't like Steve. Don't like these morons here in the parking lot being dumb. Mm. Now everyone's like, oh, well, Steve's redeeming himself. He's redeeming himself. He's being such a good dude now. No, he's not. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. And Nancy got Barb killed. He, and he is complicit in the killing of Barb. I will never like Steve. I like Steve Bennett, like Steve Glosson. Not a not a not a big fan of not a big fan of Steve, whatever his name is here in the show. Steve with the bad hair. Oh man. You can't fight you can't fight someone else after you've just got your butt kicked. You can't get a double butt kicking today, Steve. You need to just let him go, man. Let him go. Walk away, man. Walk away. Look at the big swooshes on the Nike on Steve's shoes. The 80s were an amazing time. Now, Shaz Bazaar thinks that this car, this BMW, is the one that gets burned up. They may have just taken it to the road and, and destroyed it just as kind of a, a rap session party kind of thing. Who knows? Why do tires always screech when people are driving away in movies and television shows? Even if they're not driving away that far or that fast, there's always a screeching of the tires. We can see the motion. We don't have to hear. People don't always squeal tires when they take off, even if they take off really fast. It's fine. Nancy, don't go down there. What is Nancy going to do? What is Nancy going to get down there and do other than just be stuck in the house? Nancy's an idiot. Can we just re can we reiterate? And I know she's a kid. I get it. I get that she's only a sophomore or junior in high school i totally understand that but what a dummy oh i'm gonna run down there and do something i see all those cars lined up i see all those government people i'm gonna go down there and make my case whiny little heifer that's what you are nancy and you got barb killed let us never forget Oh, Nancy, don't walk around and act like you're surprised that there are Christmas lights hanging all over the place. You got Barb killed. You can't judge. Smart move on their part to use the walkie-talkie to catch these guys. What are they going to do? Just spend the night in there? I bet they wish they had Dustin's provisions now. You know what? Dustin is the smartest one of this group. He had food and stuff. What if they had to spend the night in there? They would have wanted some of those snacks that Dustin had, but no, Dustin's a moron. Oh, of all people, it's Nancy. And Nancy, Nancy, no one trusts you. You know why? Because you've been a jerk. 
to your brother and his friends. Lando Calrissian, don't answer. Nice. See, Dustin knows. Dustin knows. And this is November of 1983, so we're right on the tail end of, you know, Return of the Jedi hype and everything. These guys are all into Ewoks, and um, when they start talking, it's Lando Calrissian. They, it, you know exactly what that means. That means that they're going to bring you into their trust and betray you. Yeah, I copy. Oh, man. He didn't say over. Gosh. I just want to help. Well, how about don't don't spray paint in the first place. By the way, that's the building with the jumbo wings and tenders, as we've talked about. The ticket booth there is a facade, as is the uh, the marquee. is not an actual part of the building. All that stuff is removed um, here now in Jackson, Georgia. Downtown Jackson, Georgia is where that is. Um, there's a mark on the pavement that some people think that's what the where the ticket booth sat. Uh, it looks too old. Um, too old to begin the training. So we don't know. There was there was some discussion between myself and Steve Bennett about that. And, and I think, Steve, we both came to the same conclusion that it's just some discoloration on the pavement that um, that didn't quite... Uh, that, that we don't think it was where, the, where, where that ticket booth was. The Jumbo Wings and Tenders is not a joke, Arius the Priest in the chat. Jumbo Wings and Tenders, that, that store, the, the movie, where the movie is, is actually the front of a, um, like a little pub, a little place to get lunch and stuff. And um, they have like uh, the Stranger Things burger on their menu. I mean, they're leaning into it. But then one of their items they have is Jumbo Wings and Tenders. And I noticed that on the menu that they have hanging outside the door. And um, they're a little fired up about Jumbo Wings and and tenders and uh you'll have to listen for the uh story for the full story of jumbo wings and tenders you need to go back to episode 221 and listen to the stranger things expedition it's a jumbo episode and uh it's where we go around to all these places filming locations in north georgia and uh, that was one of them was downtown jackson georgia which uh doubles in stranger things as downtown hawkins look at that vest Look at that dude in his in his three piece suit with his gun in his hand. Now that's a dark gun, it would appear. Not a real gun. I guess. I don't know. Where are my gun experts at? Because you're not surely they're not shooting to kill. You know, they don't want to kill the they don't want to kill the kids, or at least eleven. So are those darts? Is that a dark gun? Is he gonna be shooting tranquilizer darts? Tranquilizers? Tr tranquilizers tranquilizers twang tranquil tranquilizers tranquilizers Arius the priest says those sounds like facts I guess those are facts I'm not I mean I have no reason to make up a lie about having gone to these places in North Georgia there's a blog 
right now with pictures and everything at geekonline.com. There's three chapters up. I'm working on the fourth. I doubt it to get out tonight, guys. I want to have it today, and I apologize. I'm, I'm failing left and right at all, at all fronts of this project right now. There's an awkward hug. You know what else is awkward? Leaving Barb to die, Nancy. That's awkward. Sending her out to the pool while you go up and... Stuff I can't say on a family-friendly podcast. Here comes Mike's lesson. They're this blue. And this is the upside down, where Lil is hiding. Mr. Clark said the only way to get there is through a rip of time and space. A gate that we tracked to Hawkins' lab with our compasses. Okay, so the gate has a really strong electromagnetic field, and that can change the directions of a compass needle. Skate underground? Yes. Near a large water tank? Yes. How, how do you know all that? You've seen it. Is there any way that you could... that you could reach Will, that you could talk to him in this upside down? I haven't noticed Hopper just staring Eleven down like he doesn't know what to think of this girl. <clears throat> oh, your friend Barbara's dead, Nancy. Why are you even worry about asking about Barbara? Kind of like a seance happening here. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Eleven's too tired, which is strange because this has been the this has been the source of a lot of um, a lot of activity interacting with the uh, with the field. Watch, uh, watch, watch Eleven. She gets really upset here, and. Um, and she's expecting punishment. She's expecting to be, for them to be angry the way Papa would be angry, the way Dr. Brennan would be angry. But, um, and also, she knows what she's going to have to do. This is, a, this is a child who, in an effort to help the other children, recognizes what's about, what she's going to have to do. But so many different conflicting emotions going on here because they... You know, she, oh, this is, she figures out because she was worried about what the reaction would be. And this is what's so great about what we're going to see from Joyce in this episode. And, and, um, and I know that Joyce is doing everything in an effort to find Will and that's Joyce's driving factor, but there's going to become a moment here where Joyce sees 11 as a child and Joyce's motherly instinct kicks in. And and it's a it's a really very subtly beautiful thing that we'll see take place. Um, and we'll, of course, I'll point it out when we get there. This is fantastic. Look at he's macking on it. I mean, look at this guy. He knows his stuff. He knows how to get a he knows how to get a girl to snuggle up to him on the couch. <laughs> You never think about your teachers dating. You never think about teachers dating, but old Mr. Clark, 
Him and his mustache, man. They're dating. They are dating. <laughs> well, why are you keeping this curiosity door locked? <laughs> Dustin's the best. Oh, he's the best. You want to talk about clueless. Like, Mr. Clark's really the clueless one in all this, and he has no idea how much he's helping. Look how Dustin takes control. All right, this is back in Stockbridge, Georgia, is where this set is. The, the 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 school, the top of the gym there is still painted Hawkins Middle School. Um, well, it is now. I, I think they'd originally taken it off, and then the last time they painted it, they just left it up. Um, we, uh, we, we were there at that school, and that was the end of day one, and it was a really cool uh, place to be. And you can hear Shaz and Steve talk about climbing up on – railings to get pictures on the inside and everything into the gym where this whole bath scene is about to take place um this is this is where it was all going down and out in the lobby there uh there's a shot um pretty soon of nancy sitting out who's sitting there in front of the tiger have we already seen that scene steve i don't think we have of them sitting in front of the tiger mural um Nancy and Jonathan, I believe, sitting there in front of the Tiger Mural trying to figure things out. Um, these buildings are all around that one school building there. So there's a lot that takes place um, around the property that is on this, that, that this school is at. And um, I guess that building... Did we see that building? Is that building was that building somewhere? I'm, why didn't Steve? Why didn't I just get you on Skype to help talk about this? Because this is the, this is the stuff. Nope. Hey hey. Really need. Now this is Nancy and and Mike, of course, making their friendship back. It's always fun if if you've ever had a brother or sister that you actually did have a decent relationship with, and as you grew you kind of parted ways there's you know if if you just parted ways because of like the natural maturing and you know the splitting off and finding other friends and stuff and and you realize there was a distance between you it's always there's always a great moment in those moments where you you close that distance again and you go back to being family um you you set aside your differences and and you're in you know even though the differences only came about not because you were intentionally, you know, angry or intentionally trying to, you know, get rid of brother or sister, but just because of just, you know, things happen in life and you just kind of drift away. And then suddenly because one person's feelings get hurt there or the other, then, you know, anyhow, I was trying to make that a deep philosophical moment, but this is the real thing. Joyce is telling Eleven something she's never heard, and now there it is. I'm going to be there with you. This is the first time 
that anyone has ever said anything to her like this and meant it. That I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to be there with you. And though Eleven knows that she has no idea what she's about to experience, meaning Joyce has no idea what Eleven's about to experience, um, I, you know, she... I, I think there's a part of Eleven that doesn't trust that and is just waiting to to hear, you know, and and, and, and I think Eleven's going to be surprised when Joyce does step in there. I just like, I like how Joyce, I like how we see motherly Joyce come out and, and Joyce turns down the eccentricity that we've seen from her this entire show and um, and steps into really to be a stable mother figure for Eleven in this time with what Eleven goes through. More salt. More salt. That's how you know it's ready when an egg floats. Everyone's like, duh, Steve, we know that. You're an idiot, Glosson. Why do you even try? You're supposed to be one take, Glosson. Hey, before we get to this scene, let's talk about Tops. Tops.com. You know them. You love them. They're the, they are the name in collectible sports trading cards. And not only sports, but non-sports alike. Right up to the Star Wars Journey to the Last Jedi uh, card set that's out now in stores and uh, hobby shops everywhere. And uh, don't forget to check out the Tops um, Star Wars Card Trader app. You can get your very own piece of the Star Wars Galaxy with Tops Star Wars Trader. Uh, collect and trade officially licensed digital cards from 1977 to Star Wars The Last Jedi. Unlock exclusive content, original artwork, chase relic and signature cards, interact with fans from around the world, and relive the galactic adventures of over 40 years of Star Wars in the first ever Star Wars digital card trading experience. Trading card experience. Open free packs every day, get coins and awards just for signing in, and access daily cards. It's the app every Star Wars collector should have. You can amass, that word is amass, your collection today. Download Star Wars Card Trader free now in the App Store or Google Play. All right. She's in, ladies and gentlemen, and it is a place that is at once very familiar to her and always alien. Look at how she walks in the water there, little feet. I wonder if that water was cold, and so she's like just responding, but because of her minute there, she was like barely touching that little bit of water. Bless her, she doesn't want to be here. She's scared to death. Maybe it's my bandwidth right now as I am actually, uh, as I'm broadcasting live and um, doing this, but there's something about her here in this place that some the clarity on my computer went out just a little bit, so it didn't look as it, it doesn't look as high definition as it normally does, and it really looks like a great '80s movie right now. Great '80s horror movie. The 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 focus is a little bit softer. Let's say it that way. Until we get up here to Barb. Oh, disgusting! Oh, oh, oh! Who? It's disgusting. Bob's not okay, Nancy. You killed her, Darth Vader breathing, Darth Vader breathing. 
Perhaps she's wondering why you wouldn't go home with her, but you wanted to go upstairs and change into some dry clothes, Darth Vader breathing, Darth Vader breathing. Man, I hope Nancy doesn't get the counseling she needs. She deserves to just have a rough life the rest of her days. Good night, stupid Nancy. Stupid Nancy. Not a fan. All right, Castle Byers, here we go. <clears throat> Did you see Joyce reach over and start to comfort her? I mean, like, really, Joyce calmed her down. You think about the times that she was in other places and got startled when she was doing this, and she immediately came out, and in fact, in the in the situation where she touched the monster, which, by the way, dawned on me when we saw her actually touch the monster, that's what's opened, that is what opened the gate. It wasn't just the power of her telekinesis and everything. It was the contact she made physically with the uh, the upside down monster, the demigorgon. That that coupled with everything else, um, I believe, caused the gate to be able to open. And so there she is, there she is with Will. There's Will. He's dying. He's dying. He's going to be in trouble. Hurry, bless him. But also, every, 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 I wonder why everything, okay, everything's disappearing. Is it because she's tired and worn out or? Oh, bless her. There was a jump scare for the show right there. Now look, she's in the arms of, of someone who actually is caring and actually concerned, and she says, it's okay, I got you. And look how tightly she's holding on. This is something she's never had in these moments where she comes out tired and worn down. It's always been, okay, I'll carry you to bed and just drop you there and leave. But now she's surrounded with friends. She's surrounded with people that care. Joyce genuinely cares. And now Joyper is going to... Yes, here we go. Yeah, tell him, Joyce. You tell him. And now, of course, John... No, Mom, I want to go. I don't want to watch over kids. I can go and be of service to you and my, in my emotional state. And I'm so stable and I could actually not get anyone killed if I go to the upside down, you what a moron. Get back in there and stay in there. Gee whiz. Yeah, this mural, the tiger there with the uh with America, the America stripes, is there on the wall. Um we couldn't get into this building, try though I did, but they uh but Steve Bennett got some great pictures of this mural and uh they'll be posted at geekoutonline.com very soon so keep heading back there to uh to check it out <clears throat> no jumbo wings and tenders at hawkins middle though by the way
did Nancy hurt me? No, Nancy, I'm looking at the chat right now. Nancy didn't hurt me. You know who Nancy hurt? Barb. By leaving Barb to die. I just, the more I've watched this show this time around, I've just realized how irredeemable I think Nancy is, all because she wanted to be popular. So they've decided to go kill the monster. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. Da, 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 da. And now here comes Joyper. I've done this before. For me before, didn't it? Well, did it? Come on, trust me. All right. Good night. Look, you can't. They're gonna sneak in Hopper's office, get his box of stuff, and sneak right back out just fine. This is one of those great '80s things that you know. You just gotta kind of let it go. That's that is a suspense. That is a suspension of disbelief moment where you just have to suspend your disbelief and move forward with everything else. If we're going to accept dimensional rift in time and space to, you know, then we're going to accept kids can sneak in late at night at a police station and get their stuff back. Uh, that appears to be the exterior at Emory that we weren't able to get a lot of great shots of, but we did run into some filming. So... Obviously, Will has been safe here, it seems like, by and large, most of the time. Um, I wonder if Eleven's presence here at Castle Byers play into the Demigorgon actually being able to find him now. And it's good to be back. Uh, not good, but, you know, Will has been in this place, and we haven't really got to spend any time with him. Holy crap, there was your jump scare. And, of course, that's how this episode ends. With a big jump scare, Will is now in trouble, and it's going to lead us into our climactic eighth chapter, uh, which we will uh, which we will see um, tomorrow night when we when we watch chapter eight. Uh, the Upside Down. Um, and to find out what happened to Will and everybody. It's all coming to a head. And as I said, this is really, uh, we should have done a, just taken both parts here with this. And, um, and, uh, and, and done it all in two episodes. Let me hit the uh, chat really quickly. Uh, Joyper Shaz is our, is the Joyce Hopper shipping name that I gave them. We also have Johncy, which is Jonathan and Nancy. Um, I can't believe he just said that. What did I say? Um, or who did, who say? Anyhow, this is, this was fantastic. I love this show so very much. And, um, it's the only thing that would, uh, that kept me from just jumping in bed tonight. Uh, yeah, next episode is the pudding episode, um, and, uh, <laughs> where he knows, I knew she was hoarding it, yeah, that's coming up tomorrow, so I hope you'll join us tomorrow when we get into that. In the meantime, if you want to email us, the email is geekoutonline at gmail.com, that's geekoutonline at gmail.com, and we invite you to support the shows as you, uh, are willing to, uh, with the Amazon links, the Entertainment Earth links, the Think Geek links. And uh, Fandango links at uh, the sites geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. Uh, Fandango, I actually was contacted uh, with them today and, and said something about pulling down the uh, the poster promotional things. And they said, leave it up. 
So maybe, I, I don't know if they've extended the poster promotion uh, for the uh, for the Last Jedi, but uh, yeah, while supplies last, free special poster with your purchase of Last Jedi tickets. You can go ahead and pre-order those. Uh, we'll also have a Thor pre-order link up here pretty soon. And uh, we hope to be doing some cool giveaways uh, in conjunction with Fandango pretty soon. Don't forget about Tops, and if you use Tops uh, or contact them, let them know you heard about them on the show and that you heard about them in the Goldiverse. They know that it's worth their time doing business with us. If you want to support the shows directly, that's patreon.com slash geekoutloud. The Twitter is at geekoutloud. You can follow the entire Goldiverse at Goldiverse. You can go to Facebook, facebook.com, where we got a group there. The easiest way to get there is geekoutonline.com slash group. Now, the holidays are coming up, everybody. So buy the people you love a Geek Out Loud t-shirt. We have different designs and styles available now by going to geekoutonline.com slash shirt. Shirt. Not shirt, but shirt. No S on the end. Shirt. Remember shirt tails? I know you do because you love the 80s like we all do. Um... I hope you guys, I hope everyone, you guys, you guys, <laughs> hope everyone has a great uh, night, great morning, uh, a great time between now and the next time we're together, which will be live tomorrow night at Mixer.com slash for the season finale of Stranger Things, Chapter 8, The Pudding Episode. And then on Friday, the 27th, boom. Stranger Things 2. Here we go. Um, have a great time. Have a great thing. <sighs> I'm sorry I didn't get help, everybody. I'm so sorry. One Take Glosson, out. See you next time. Mm-hmm.